Hey there, greetings everyone and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. We have Brett Tremblay joining us from Miami, Florida today. Now Brett is a partner in Tremblay Law Firm, his law firm. He's a lawyer by profession, but here's the other thing. He's also got a staffing firm for virtual assistants called Get Staffed Up, you know, where he helps law firms find the staff that they need. So those are the two things that uh, Brett does. So let's find out what his story is all about. So welcome, Brett. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here, Ajit. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to be here today. Absolutely. So tell us, what kind of a lawyer are you? We uh, Business law, franchise law, and litigation. So I originally started out as a litigation attorney. That was, like, I, I loved being on the trial team in law school and, you know, I was going to go to court and save people and, and all those good things. You know, there's civil law and criminal law. Criminal law, people are being charged by the government with a crime. Civil law, there's two people fighting over things. And so what I figured is, is after doing a lot of litigation, there's so many disputes that could be avoided with proper planning by, by entrepreneurs and business owners. If they just get legal counsel ahead of time, then, then you can stay out of trouble. It's the old, the old expression, a, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And so we, we sort of, we still do a lot of litigation because unfortunately some disputes can't be avoided, but we developed a general counsel program and started really partnering with our clients to help them grow and protect them as they went along. And then uh, we picked up a lot of franchise clients along the way. So that was kind of the natural evolution of the firm and shifting towards protecting people, not just hoping they would get in trouble and then need us. So, you know, you started the firm back in 2011. So did you actually uh, practice as a lawyer before then? Did you work with some other firm? Yeah, I was at a small firm for three years. And then after three years, I... I, I, I don't want to make the joke. I, didn't, I knew I didn't knew everything, but I was ready to go out on my own and, and provide a better law firm than I thought existed. Now, you know, yeah, you've been doing that for a long time. And, and that's pretty interesting what you say, right? A lot of uh, the issues can be solved just through mutual dialogue than, than actually litigating. And yeah. uh, that's not, uh, <laughs> that's probably one of the first times I'm hearing Laura say that, that, you know, you, you, know, you can oh. talk it out and it's, it's done because, you know, generally you go to a lawyer, then it's all the talking is done. You know, you're, you're ready to go to court kind of a thing. That's, that's right. the assumption people have in their head. Well, when you go to court, nobody wins except for the lawyers. And so lawyers want you to go to court and they want to, I'm going to fight for you and, and make things real nasty and dirty because they're just racking up legal fees. Now, yeah. sometimes, sometimes you need to get nasty and, and that's the way it works. But, you know, principle can be expensive. And so um, you, the reason you don't hear lawyers say that often is they make a lot more money if you get in trouble first. So what kind of, when you say business law, what kind of things did you do? We're doing, we're helping, um, actually we developed a whole program called the danger zones where we help uh, like focus. We do like a diagnostic, if you will, of your business and help you focus on the different areas of your business, which need to be protected. Your intellectual property, meaning your trademarks um, and any other like copyrights, sometimes patents, depending on the type of business, Um, your agreements, both internally and externally, making sure those are done the right way. All your employee um, relationship, the sort of documents, you know, your, your employee handbooks, your employment agreements, um, non-competes, if you have them, those things all need to be reviewed and, and, and rewritten from time to time and done the right way. And you have to be thoughtful about those things. 
Um, so those are kind of the main areas and, and, and compliance. You have a lot of, of local and national like ADA type compliance issues. So it's really looking at the business as a whole and saying, where are your exposure points and how can we help protect your business from, from that exposure? You know, when you, when you, when we talk about lawyers, right, as far as possible, people try to avoid getting into any kind of a situation where they need a lawyer. So whether it's on the personal front or whether it's on the business front, you don't go looking for a lawyer or hire a lawyer until there's no other recourse. You definitely need you. Uh, you definitely need one for one reason or the other. And you know there are there are law firms um, or, or you know there's there's that one of those law benefits that you get through employers, where they say hey you can get some consulting time with lawyers. You can talk to them, that kind of stuff. Or um, you know, you when you have a situation, that's when you go looking for a lawyer. But when you take talk about our health, right? Everyone has some kind of a family physician. You know, you don't you don't see them every day, but you know, twice a year or whatever during the checks and all, you do so you do go and see them. Or whenever something's not right, that's the person you go to. What do you think? You know, you think people need to think about uh, uh, lawyers the same way? Do they, do they need to have somebody that that they are working with in the longer term? That's the smart way to do it. So what I what I alluded to earlier was our general counsel program, meaning you hire us before you get in trouble. We're working on your documents. We're like your chief legal officer as part of your, your business development team. And so was, as you're growing or just maintaining whatever you're doing business, although it, it, it's hard to maintain, usually you're growing or you're dying, right? Um, you have to or you should you know, you need a really good CPA and a great relationship with your CPA. And you need one that you check in with often, not someone who calls you in December and says, this is how much you owe in taxes. That, that, that person's not good for business owners. Um, a really good insurance agent for your business protecting you. And a really good business attorney helping you look out for landmines that you don't even know are there. So all of those things can be done practically. And, you know, having quarterly for uh, businesses that are kind of bigger, um, and if not, at least annually, making sure that you have all your agreements in place. Now, I was, I, you know, I, I was reading on your website that uh, you've been called the super lawyer. What does that mean? <laughs> That's, uh, you know, there's a lot of, of funny fake awards these days and lawyers get targeted <laughs> all the time because there, there's no there's no group better to try to stroke their ego and get money out of them. Uh, you know, better than lawyers. So, you, you know, like these companies will invent these fake awards <laughs> and then, and they're like, you're selected for the top 10 person that I would bet my company on award. And they're like, oh, look at me, you know. Um, Super Lawyers, though, has been around for a long time. It's vetted and, and you know, it's, it's I think, as objective as, as you can kind of get. So it's, it's just one of these programs that they um, try to make objective criteria um, but I, I'm the last person to kind of say like, oh, look at me. I was a super lawyer. That must mean something because I'm still the same person today as I was the day before I was quote unquote named a super lawyer. So, um, you know, it, I, I don't, I don't put too much, you know, credence into those things, but it, it's nice to get the ones that are at least semi-legitimate. So, you know, let me ask you this, you know, you've been a lawyer for a very long time and, uh, what do you really enjoy about that profession? So the thing about me, Rajiv, is I really focused on 
creating the best law firm and hopefully the best experience for our clients, which took me out of the lawyer role and into the CEO business owner role. And so I haven't been an actual lawyer doing the legal work. I'm, of course, I, I still own a law firm, I'm a lawyer, but I haven't done actual legal work for maybe five and a half, six years at this point. Um, so, I, you know, what I love doing is, is meeting really cool business people that are, are doing something different in the world and helping them strategize and, and, and making sure that they're protected as they grow. And also getting really nice, good business people out of a tough situation that requires some legal muscle. You know, I, I really enjoy helping the, the, the good guys, if you will. Absolutely. So let's talk about your pivot. You know, you, you started this uh, virtual assistant firm, Get Staffed Up. So how did that come about? And uh, what prompted you to go down that path? Get Staffed Up was an alignment of the stars. I had started uh, taking some notes on the type of business that, that I wanted to have next and, and what the criteria was for, you know, the next business venture that I would get into because the law firm was growing and I knew that, that I was going to get the law firm in a place where we would put in a managing partner and, and have the law firm still humming along um, that didn't need my full-time attention. Um, and I was really interested in, in team growth and helping people build teams because I, had, I, I believe in leadership. My dad had me in, in leadership camp since I was a, a young kid. Um, and... You know, people people think leadership is like barking orders, which you know that 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 frustrates me. <laughs> That's not what it is. Um, so I was looking at kind of doing consulting, um, and I had this this idea called the hiring pros, and I had taken some steps towards that. At the same time, my now business partner, who I was really good friends with, we would meet one once a month, actually several times a month for breakfast and some other things, and and sort of connect. And we we were reading the same books. Um, he discovered virtual staffing and, and how to apply it in his own law firm. And so he told me about it. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And he kind of had one idea for the business. And I suggested that he, you know, he tweaked some things. Um, I went to a conference and made his first two sales for him. And then when I got back, he was like, you know, why don't we do this business together? And I said, absolutely. Where, where do I sign on? So it was really a unique situation where we were, we were both in a place to ready to kind of launch and the stars aligned because it fit right in with what I wanted to do in terms of building teams and, and helping people that way. Um, and the reason I, I care so much about this business is not only are we providing amazing jobs for just these wonderful human beings we're meeting from all over Latin America and South Africa and, and just changing their lives, but, um, you know, in addition to, to our clients here that, that we really help, but, I was that business owner and I didn't really talk about this. Like I just, oh my, you know, my law firm has grown. It's got 10 attorneys and Inc. 5,000. And, you know, the first two and a half years, maybe even three were really rough for me and, and I, I couldn't get out of my own way. And there were a lot of struggles and there was the self-doubt and the, the, the typical entrepreneurial journey. And it's because I didn't hire anyone and I didn't, I thought I didn't have enough money. So I was doing everything myself, licking my own stamps, answering my own phones, all my own marketing, if there was any, the legal work when I could get to it, which is almost never, you know, setting up my lunches, doing all my consultations, 
on and on and on. And I was wearing, I don't know, 50 different business hats. Because um, the more you grow, the more you realize, wow, there's a lot more than seven hats that business owners wear. I mean, my own bookkeeping, invoicing, it was just a nightmare. It's like the guy trying to run a five-star restaurant by himself. You know, you, you just can't do it. It's unheard of because it doesn't make any sense. But yet too many entrepreneurs, you know, try to do everything themselves. So when I finally hired someone, my law firm really changed. And I look back and I think if someone had presented me with an option to start growing earlier, but one that, you know, using economic arbitrage didn't cost so much, I think I would have been all over that. So uh, really those, those things are, I'm passionate about helping entrepreneurs get out of their own way by bringing on the help that they need so that they can focus on like, wh why did you get into business? Because if it was just to make money, then you're in business for yourself. If it, it was to create a service or product that's better than what's out there, then you're in business for other people. But if your focus isn't on, you know, uncommon focus brings uncommon results. And if your focus is not on having your business be better because you're too busy, you know, being your own receptionist, you know, doing all your own email, being your own billing department, then you'll never get there and you'll just get frustrated and burnt out and you'll be one of the statistics, which I don't even know anymore. You know, how, how many 80% of businesses don't make it past, I think, eight years or 10 years, you know? So um, anyway, that was a long answer to your question. So how long have you been uh, running this company, Get Staffed Up? Just three and a half years. And, and, and we already have a uh, hundred employees of our own, not including all of our, our virtual team that, that we place with our clients. So the, the growth has just been astronomical. And what kind of services do you provide? So um, the service we provide is finding the, the top 1% of talent that the world offers for virtual workers, virtual team members. This is, this is staffing. This is not like the VA that you hire one time on, on in our Upwork to do a design project for you, right? We're helping people realize that you can place full-time positions in your business with somebody who lives you know, in the Southern Hemisphere, for example, in Latin America or, or in South Africa, a lot of people, a lot of companies are out of the Philippines. We aren't for, for several reasons that um, we started there and quickly learned that the best English language um, skills and the best cultural alignment was in Latin America and South Africa. So um, we're, we're doing full-time jobs. So let's say you own, I don't know, throw, throw out a business regime to just throw, throw out a business for me. Give me an example. Uh, let's say um, some kind of a consulting business. Yeah. So who who is, um, let's say you're just starting as, as a consultant, right? You know, who's who's sourcing the, the, the type of people that you want to work with? Who's making the cold calls or the cold emails? Who's trying to get you speaking gigs and get in front of crowds talking about consulting services? Who's following up with the people who don't answer your first email, your second email? Who's creating those funnels? Who's updating your blogs, you know, you need, you have to delegate those things or, or you're just going to drive yourself crazy. So if you brought in one, even just one really talented full-time employee to help you do those things, you're going to, you're going to exponentially increase your output. Now, if you're just getting started though, can you find someone here in the U S especially in this economy for 50, $60,000 a year to do a bang up job for you? My experience says it's not likely. I mean, yes, anything's possible. So if you if you move that like through a company with us and you find somebody 
who you're going to pay, you know, our, our, our pricing is on our website. It's no secret. Um, $19.50 a month. Suddenly it becomes very affordable to start delegating tasks and to start growing your business all of your time. Like let, let's say I'm a, um, there's a lot of kind of startup web developer, or even social media companies, right? That, that's a popular one. Like somebody wants to start a social media company. If you can get two people to pay you $1,000 a month, you're off to the races because that 2000 will pay for your full-time virtual person who, yes, you're going to have to train, right? But you're not going to have to provide office space. You're not going to have to provide X, Y, Z, on and on. You're just going to pay them every month and they're going to do all of the work that your clients need while you go out and do what? Get more clients. Yeah. Right. So one, one full-time person, for example, can probably service, let's say, seven clients. So you're bringing in seven thousand. You're paying out two, and you're profitable by five thousand dollars a month. So you're already profitable. You know, there's subscription fees and other by about sixty thousand dollars a year. I mean, that's, uh, you know, depending on where you live, you know, right about the median income anyway. So then you just do it again and again and again, and then you start hiring people you know, here in the US and, and we're not advocates of replacing jobs. We're advocates of layering in, you know, and, and the bigger companies we work with, you've got your, you know, 30 people in the US and then your people at the top of the company have personal assistants or virtual executive assistants, you know, some, some the billing team needs help. Um, so they get, they get a, a few extra hands um, in that department who are virtual. Uh, the sales team could need some help, the marketing team, because what normally happens is instead of hiring those positions because they're expensive, you just overload your own people. So when people yeah. say, aren't you guys replacing jobs? Like you're, you're lying to yourself. If you have every single job that you need in your business staff right now, we all have holes that we need filled, but we don't because we're like, oh, I got to hire another person. I got to go through the process then I got to pay them. And, and how am I going to make the extra money to pay them? And that's where you can start plugging the holes and really make life better for your own employees here in the U.S. And, and, and talk about pushing things up the chain. Your higher paid jobs stay here in the U.S. So it provides the incentive. And then the, the lower paid entry level positions, you can move near shore. And then those people end up getting promoted too. And so like the more I talk about this, as you can see, Rajiv, the more excited I get because there's just so yeah, absolutely. many great answers for entrepreneurs and business owners. So you have, you know, basically uh, started and grown two businesses, right? Your law firm yeah. as well as get staffed up. When you reflect back on, you know, what, uh, you know, uh, let me ask you this uh, two, two questions, right? W what was the lowest point on your journey uh, you know, you were probably about to give up, but did not. And uh, what was your turnaround point to to get them to the where they are today? Uh, there were there were two low points. So January of 2012, I started um, November one, 2011. I didn't plan it this way, like like you know, girls at their weddings. But <laughs> the date is is 11 one 11, right? So yeah. all ones. Um, and I, and I had, you know, some clients sign up. So November was for me, it was like, oh, I think I did like 8,000 in revenue that month. And it was like, yes, this is awesome. Cause it was just me. Um, and then November, I mean, December, you know, I, I had a few payments, January of 2012, I didn't make one single dollar 
not one penny came in into my business and and i was about to get married in march um already with a kid on the way in in late summer um and you know had just started my own business so that that was a rough a rough period and it was like how am i going to get through this you know there was a lot of a lot of sleepless nights that month and then later, I think the summer of, of 2013, as I said, I was doing everything myself for two years. For, like the summer slowed down and money wasn't coming in. And I finally had the thought for the first time in my life, like maybe I can't do this. And it, and it, it crept in one time. I was at a stoplight and I'm like, maybe I should, you know, go to work for someone. But man, that thought went out of, went out of my head as fast as, as I think it came in. Um, but that, that was a very low moment for me. So, you know, and, and anyone who like when I'm talking about making all these moves and, and, and staffing and I get it, like if you're sitting there and you don't have a lot of money to work with, it's frustrating because, because stress, there's a lot of stress in the entrepreneurial community. In fact, I think it's the number one community afflicted with, with, with stress and anxiety. And I think it's because we're, we're the, the doers. And stress is really the delta between where you are and where you want things to be. So we all want these beautiful, incredible things in our lives. And we want this business that's amazing and helps these people. But if we're not there yet, you know, that causes a, a lot of a lot of stress and pressure. Um, and, uh, you know, I felt that. And so I'm, I'm very cognizant of the fact that of just mentioning hey i'm not coming down on people when i say you need to get out of your own way and hire I'm, i i was you um and so yeah. it's it's interesting to sit here and say that out loud when i can remember hearing people say i used to be like you and i'm like what an idiot this guy like he was never like me you know so what about what about get staffed up have you had those kind of situations with get staffed up too Fortunately, no. We have, I think with everything we learned from starting businesses before, um, we started the business using an um, operational system called Traction, which is just in incredibly high-powered and unbelievable. Um, and it's been gangbusters ever since we started. And the, and the, the weird thing for us is as much as the pandemic, it, it did affect the law firm. You know, a lot of business owners went out of business, had to stop and, and, you know, we felt that big time, but it had the opposite effect on, on staffing, especially virtual staffing. So we used, to, we used to be in the education business where we were telling people, Hey, it's okay to have staff. Like the big companies have been doing it, but the, the small guys have been left out. Like you need to utilize um, very highly capable, but lower cost labor in order to help your business grow. And like people didn't really get it, at least, you know, 30, 40, 50% of them. And then once the pandemic hit, everybody's like, like they had to work virtually through Zoom. So all of a sudden it was, okay, are you the company that can find me the best? And if so, I'll, I'll sign up with you. And um, it, it's, it's been, look, there, there are days when, you know, we have some, some churn and it's like, oh man, what are we doing wrong? But, but, but those, those are, are few and far between. So I wish I had some lessons to share and, and I'm sure we'll have some, some growing pains as we learn to scale at a rate that we've never done before. Where, where do we people go and find more information about uh, your companies? So yeah, get staffed up.com just like it sounds. 
and um, also tremblylaw.com if, if anyone and look I, I say these things and, and, and you're in Northern Virginia so there's a there's a chance proximity wise most of your listeners are, are closer to you than let's say Southern California for example right so I can't help a lot of your listeners in terms of being their general counsel if they're not in Florida and I'm still saying like go find someone and sit down with a lawyer and say look I want to put you on retainer. If you charge me monthly, then tell me what I'm getting monthly. If you just charge, if you just you know let me be on retainer and I can call you when I want, then then that's a good program too. So if somebody doesn't have the program already and it's starting to catch on, there's more and more lawyers doing this. Like I want to grow my business and I want you on my team, Mr. Lawyer, Mrs. Lawyer. So you know I, I'm going to interview three of you, see who has the best business mind and and who I'm most comfortable with. And then, um, you know, I, I'm going to hire you. That, that, that is just a smarter way to do business, having a lawyer in your hip pocket, because things happen in business, especially when you start hiring domestically. Absolutely. And then in terms of get staffed up, is it just for lawyers or could other businesses also look to leverage uh, people from there? We have a lot of non-lawyer clients, but uh, we, we truly believe that niches bring riches. And so when you have a focus, it's like the flywheel concept, right? We probably picked up fewer clients in the first year than if we just tried to be a staffing company for everyone. But once that momentum goes like, oh, no, no, these guys do lawyers and, and we, we grow by referral, which is the greatest problem on earth to have. Um, that's what our marketing focus is on. But business is business and we've got a lot of non-law firm clients. It's just that, you know, our marketing uh, we know who to target and how to target them. And I think niches bring riches because it tells you where to, where to put your, your message and your marketing dollars. Awesome. All right. Cool. So, Brett, a- any piece of advice based on your journeys that you have taken for, uh, for startups or entrepreneurs who are, who are starting? You know, I, one message I do get is consistency, right? Just be consistent at what you do. Don't give up. You'll see the highs and the lows. You just got to keep going. But anything else that worked in your favor that you'd like to share? Um, be a student. You know, I, when I started consuming business books and I, I got a business coach and I, I really started, you know, humbling myself in terms of I, I thought I kind of knew everything and could figure it all out. So once I had that different perspective is when things started to turn around because that coach and, and coaching company is what helped me finally decide to make my first hire, which, which changed my whole business and my life. So um, that would be one thing. And the other, I'll just try to be consistent myself is you got to delegate your way to freedom. What I mean by that is if you're doing everything yourself, you, you know, working hard can be you working on a hamster wheel. And I just feel so bad for people when I see the really hard workers, but their business looks the same eight years later, 10 years later, because yeah, sure, you know, rise and grind and all that stuff. But but what are you working towards? If, if you're not working on your business and, and making moves to continually get rid of things off your plate and then push yourself up the ladder to, to think I mean, it's called Think and Grow Rich. It's not called Work and Grow Rich. And um, I try to read that book every few years and really hammer home that point. So um, please just stop trying to do everything yourself and, and, and start 
start getting rid of those tasks which are preventing you from being the person that you want to be. What's uh, what's uh, uh, you know what's the plan for twenty twenty two? We are potentially rolling out a new business model at Get Staffed Up, or at least an amended business model that we think is going to work great for the clients and for our um, our employees, our virtual staff. And uh, we are are adopting new software that's hopefully going to take us from where we are to five x in the next two and a half years. And um, we're we're finishing building out our our C suite team. So we've just got. You know, we're, we're, again, at the scale we are, we're, we're planning 18 and, and 24 months ahead of time. So it's, it's pretty fun. Very awesome. Well, Brett, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for sharing your story. Very inspiring. And, uh, you know, just like that, uh, the, uh, you know, your arrow there, your graph that you have, I just, <laughs> that, I just hope that you guys keep growing. Thank you. Yes. Oh, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having us on today. My pleasure.